Okay, so here we are, everybody, Angie here with Brooke Jones, and she joins us from an organization, um, Random Acts of Kindness Foundation. And so we're having here, Brooke here today to discuss kindness and um, some of what drew her to this work and prepare all of us for Random Acts of Kindness Week, which we're all gonna be participating in. So thanks, Brooke. Maybe you can tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your organization. Sure, thanks for having me, Angie. Um, I am, well, let's see, I've been with the foundation now for coming up on 11 years. Um, funny enough, my background is uh, not anywhere in the, in the realm that you would expect for this kind of work. I, um, I studied art and art history and most of my background was in um, public art. So, you know, creating beautiful artworks around various cities and managing those projects. But um, when I had my daughter 15 years ago, almost 16, gosh, next month, it'll be 16. Um, I was really drawn to this work because um, it just felt so important to me that uh, I instill this value in her about um, being kind to other people. It had always been important to me, but I felt like um, it was so important. Like people didn't really understand how one little act of kindness can, can truly change somebody's world. And so um, this position came across, you know, my, my, purview one day and I was like oh my gosh this is a, a real place and people you know do this for a living and so um, I applied and, and got the job and and most of what the foundation does is um, you know our, our tagline is make kindness the norm and the idea behind that is that you know we're all sort of flooded with negativity a lot of the time whether it's in our news feed or um, on our tv or just you know out and about that that in reality, if we focus on and tune into the positive things that are happening around us and look for the kindness that is happening all the time, that actually it can be the norm. It's just a matter of changing our mindset a little bit. And so we offer free resources um, to schools, workplaces, and communities to um, help make kindness the norm wherever you are. That is so beautiful. Um I feel this so deeply, like this idea that um, in a world where like we're, everybody's feeling some kind of isolation right now. And I, you know, I think maybe part of this has to be about um, living, you know, during this time in this pandemic and like people isolating and social distancing and all of that, like feeling this sense of a need for community and like this kind of, you know, what all of the things that um, kindness and I think part of what you're saying here too it has to do with gratitude, like being grateful and what what that does to build connection and community and how needed that is right now. It's so important. Yeah, it's a really good point, and I think all of us um, have been through some some tough stuff over the last couple of years emotionally. Um, some of us physically, it's been a real test of, of our um, resilience in a way. I think that, um, you know, kindness uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, 
um, there was this idea of like, how can we still be kind when we're so isolated? You know, what does that look like? And, and I think we've all learned what that looks like. And sometimes it's as simple as um, being kind to yourself, um, taking care of what you need, because it's hard to pour from an empty vessel, right? If, you, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not able to take care of others. Um, you know, we, we talk about those two things a lot, gratitude and resilience, and that they go hand in hand, that, um, you know, we often talk about a, an emotional piggy bank, right? That, that you're constantly either drawing from this piggy bank or you're filling it. And so every time we do an act of kindness, receive an act of kindness, or even witness one, we have the same physiological reaction in our body, all of us do. And we're filling that piggy bank every time. And so when really tough times, like we've been in the last couple of years, um, come to us, we can draw from that piggy bank. And it's kind of our resilience piggy bank as well, that, that we know there's good happening. We know that we can help each other in certain ways and that we're always sort of filling and taking from that piggy bank. So so I tell people, you know, especially during tough times like this or crisis situation, do what you can to keep filling that piggy bank and keep, you know, this, this sense of gratitude always, oh, there's always something to be grateful for, no matter how bleak it may seem. And that as long as you're aware of that, you, your piggy bank is always going to be somewhat full. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I love this. So will you tell us a little bit about, um, random acts of kindness week and um, maybe even give some of the students here some ideas of things that, um, I mean, I don't know, you or others like to do during this week. We're going to, we're going to participate in this here. Um, and so I, I just am like, oh, I, I feel like there's all kinds, I looked on your website, there's all kinds of ideas that you all have about ways that we can be kind, to, as you're saying, to ourselves and to other people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Random Acts of Kindness Week is coming up um, second week of February, and um, during that week, it's kind of you know we people often say to us like, well, why is it just one week? We should be kind all the time. And of course, that's true. But it's kind of a week to to really go outside of our comfort zone and do something extra special for yourself, for somebody else, for a group of people. Um, so there are so many ways to participate, and it all kind of depends on. Who you are and how you express kindness. So I tend to be somewhat of an introvert and I'm not the one who's going to be like out on the street corner with a sign that says, you know, honk if you're happy or whatever. <laughs> now I'm saying that because I have done that and it was really uncomfortable for me. Um, but one of the things I really like to do and I make a point of it um, during Random Acts of Kindness Week is I write a letter, like I handwrite a letter out to somebody who has influenced my life in a positive way. And I, I do a couple of things. Um, it depends, again, how you feel. You can mail that letter to them. Um, or if, you, you know, if you're not near them, you could call them and actually read the letter to them. If it's somebody you can see in person, take the letter to them and read it to them in person. It's really a powerful thing to do. And um, it, it changes lives. I mean, it, it's so... It's so interesting and we know there are people like whoever a parent a friend a sister or a brother that have changed our lives and we never really express it um 
enough. I think we, we tell them maybe in a few words, but when you write this letter, it's really wonderful. Um, so I encourage people to do that, write that letter. And then the second piece of that is write a letter to yourself, telling yourself all the wonderful things about you and hold on to that letter. And again, that's kind of an emotional piggy bank thing. When you're having a, a tough time, pull that letter out and read it because you are telling yourself all these wonderful things about yourself. And when you're down on yourself, read your own words. It's really powerful. It's so beautiful. I feel like this um, concept of self-compassion has been something that I talk to a lot of students that I work with. Um, and there's a really cool book. Um, I'm such a nerd. I'm always talking about books that people should read. <laughs> but it's called The Science of Self-Compassion. And it's by a woman, Kristen Neff. And um, she talks a lot about you know, our physiology and our stress response, right? And so I think one thing that um, I notice in a lot of students is that they're feeling really stressed and anxious. And when we have a very harsh inner critic or we're kind of mean to ourselves, our um, stress response is so much higher, right? So that means um, our uh, nervous system gets really amped up and we get all those stress response hormones, cortisol, adrenaline. And when we're compassionate and kind to ourselves, the opposite happens, right? Our um, nervous system can rest and um, calm down and we just tend to be a little more supple and open. And so finding those ways to be kind to oneself is so important in yeah. um, stress and anxiety, you know, with everybody being so stressed and anxious right now, it's just a really good practice. To Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's studies that show, there was a study out of Canada that showed um, people that practice just doing one act of kindness a day for, I think it was 21 days, right? It's your, that uh, habit forming, um, showed lower levels of cortisol, which is your stress hormone. They were actually taking blood samples every day during this time and showed a consistent um, decrease in cortisol levels just from doing one small act of kindness a day, whether it was for themselves or somebody else. And, and they also you know, looked at dopamine levels, serotonin, oxytocin, all of these things increased even as I said earlier, even if you just witnessed it, right? Even if you just are reading like a Facebook comment and somebody said something kind, um, you get that rush, which is crazy to think about. You, you didn't even it's have so to cool. go anywhere. Yeah. So, and so Brooke, I don't know if you know this, but um, all of these hormones that you're um, speaking to, right? These chemicals that you're talking about, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, these are all happy, what we call happy chemicals, right? So these are chemicals that are lacking when someone's experiencing a depression. So to like get to feel like you have one thing that you could do if you feel like you're in a slump or you're blue or you're having a hard time that, well, I could get out there and do one small act of kindness each day for myself or somebody else. And that that's, it's also really helping with your mood too. Right. That's right. I mean, ultimately doing an act of kindness for somebody else is also self-care. You, you are raising your own internal happy hormones uh, when you do something nice for somebody else. So it's a win-win. It's great. So I want to kind of bring this um, conversation to 
um, kind of a collective level awareness. So we're talking a lot about individuals and um, you know us as people, but what happens when we live in a family, a community, a world where kindness is the norm? Um, how does that change the game? And so maybe we could just think about that a little bit. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great point. And they, there's a great, um, every year there, there's a study that comes out about the happiest places to live or the, you know, the, the most wonderful places to live. And I think that almost always on top of that list is the country of Burma, um, where people are just happy all the time. And they talk about um, the reason that they're happy is because everybody is so collectively kind to each other, that they take care of each other. Um, there's no sort of, you know, tit for tat kind of, uh, you know, I'll take care of you if you take care of me. It's just understood that collectively, this is how it should work. And there was a recent article I read about um, Darwin's theory of evolution. And, and I think it's, you know, they're still sort of pulling it apart, but that in fact, um, we've sort of misunderstood this idea of the fittest survive and that in fact what he was saying was that um, the fittest communities survive, not the individual, but that we only survive if we take care of each other as a community, as a collective. And so that was sort of mind-blowing to me, this idea that, oh, it's not the individual, right? Of course, we as a society can only survive and thrive if we are committed to each other and if we are connected. And I think that we've seen it over the last couple of years as we've become more and more disconnected from each other that we have suffered. Um, so, you know, in some ways to answer your question, or at least from my perspective, it is, uh, it's not only um, useful, it's, it's necessary that we, that we live this way. We cannot sustain as a, a species if we are constantly um, working against each other. Yeah, I love this. Like this um, quality of um, what, you know, I kind of think of as um, citizenship, right? Like being um, a good citizen. And what does that mean to show up and like really care about people outside of just my own little circle and really care about, um, all of us. And that includes sort of the more than human world, right? Like the ecosystem that we're a part of and the animals that, you know, depend on us and how we can be good stewards of the land and um, the ecosystem. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, I, I think, you know, here in America and certainly other places, but in America, it, there is very much this um, sense of self, right? That that I need to I need to take care of myself and make more money and get more stuff and all and and really in so many other places that's just not the case it's, it's that we understand that we are part of a, a huge ecosystem we are just part of it and in many ways we are disrupting it um, when we aren't being kind to each other, to animals, to the earth, to you know, all the things and being more aware. Um, so I'm with you. I think, you know, I think that it's bigger than just buying a cup of coffee for somebody behind you. Right? <laughs> Kindness is, it's quite 
powerful and it's, and it's action oriented, right? There's somebody asked me recently, what's the difference between being nice and being kind? And I said, you know, being nice is just sort of a, it's an attitude. It's a, it's a general um, sense of, of uh, emotion, but that being kind is action oriented. It, it requires you to do something, um, whether that is uh, choosing to recycle or uh, use a, a water bottle and, and bike to work, whatever that looks like, it, it requires action. And so it's, um, it's something I think we all need to tune into more about what are our actions um, telling myself, the people around me and the entire world. Yes, I love this. So this last piece that I wanted to touch on was just about um, some of, I was cruising around on your website and looking at um, resiliency, which has been something that I have really been interested in. Like how do we um, support in individuals and in communities resilience, right? Like the ability to, um, I always think of that. This is maybe people are not gonna know this because this is such an old, um, commercial, but it's the Timex watch, you know, it takes a licking and keeps on ticking and it has all these things that happen to the Timex and it's still okay. But I yeah. think of that as resilience, right? Like that we can like face adversity, you know, and that we can get, like survive it and also like find a way to thrive and like gain some like gifts and tools inside of it and like grow our capacity to be with um, what's difficult, which I think like as human beings, we're really being called to um, right now. Um, and I just was reading about how um, kindness is linked to resiliency. And, um, and that was so interesting to me. And I thought, oh, I love this idea that like, well, we build a more resilient communities when we're kind to one another. Yeah, it's there's a deep connection there. And I, I actually, I did a TED talk um, about this and it was my own sort of personal journey with kindness and resilience. And that in my life, I have struggled with um, quite a bit of dark stuff, abuse and um, depression and anxiety. And I was on a lot of medication to try and you know, help me, but it really wasn't. Um, and that in fact, over time, like if I looked at the statistics of all the things that happened to me in my life, I should be, you know, various, I should be dead, I should be um, overweight, I should be potentially in jail, I should be, you know, all these things addicted to drugs. And that I, I didn't necessarily, um, you know, think uh, consciously about being resilient over the years. It was just that these small choices that I made where I said, I'm not going to let that get me down. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to reflect on that. And I think that's part of what this is, is that, you know, when bad things happen, what do you choose to do? You're in this moment. And Viktor Frankl has a great quote about this that, of course, I can't think of at the moment. But it's essentially that, you know, in these moments where you have a choice to make, what what do you choose to do? How do you choose to react? Um, and so there's a there's a wonderful thing. I'm sure you and your, your students know about um, post-traumatic stress. And there's of course something called post-traumatic growth. And that is to me what resilience is. It's how do we grow from pain and suffering, right? Pain is, 
what do they say? Pain is, um, pain, uh, I can't remember the quote, but that, that we all have pain, but suffering is optional. And so how do we, how do we navigate? Um, and for me, and I talk about it in the TED talk, it came through kindness. It came through um, helping others. I always felt better, always felt better when I was um, helping somebody or checking in on somebody or you know, baking banana bread for my next door neighbor for no particular reason just made me feel better. Because again, that your body um, reacts, responds positively to this, and it starts to want and crave more of that. So, so that's sort of, in a nutshell, what it looks like. Resilience comes from the, the choices that you make in tough times and how you want to respond to it. And for me, it's kindness. And for many people, responding with kindness and gratitude um, is the way to, to keep going. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. So um, I have a couple of book recommendations um, for people, and maybe you could think of some, Brooke, we can share your TED Talk so that um, folks can watch it and um, then maybe get some inspiration from some of these. So there's a book called Radical Kindness by Angela Santamero. And um, one of the things she says is that through adopting radical kindness towards ourselves, towards others, the world at large, we can transform ourselves and our neighborhoods mm-hmm. and our world for the better. Um, there's another one called The Kindness Cure and it's Tara Cousineau. I hope I'm saying that right. We have an epidemic of loneliness, indifference and cruelty. It's time for a kindness revolution, she says. Um, And this is the science of how kindness and generosity and cooperation are fundamental to our survival as a species. So that's another one. And then five side effects of kindness. And this one's by David Hamilton. Um, When we're kind, we are happier and our bodies are healthier. Kindness slows aging and improves relationships, he says. So we've got a lot of evidence for why we should all practice and I think maybe just having this um, random act of acts of kindness week um, is a good space for us to practice you know just to to get in there and do it absolutely it's it's one of those times that I think we just we focus you know and say this is the week I'm just gonna we're just gonna do awesome stuff for people right I'm gonna bake banana bread for my next door neighbor and I'm going to let somebody in in front of me in traffic and I'm going to uh, you know, pay for somebody's groceries in front of you, whatever it is that you can do, right? It doesn't have to be a, a monetary thing. It can be simply letting somebody into traffic. Um, there's just so many simple things. And when you start, again, when you start tuning into it and you think, oh, I just let somebody into traffic, um, that was an act of kindness. Maybe it didn't occur to you before, but it is. Um, letting somebody in front of you in line who has one item when you have a cart full of things that's such a lovely thing to do. And it takes nothing to do that. So that's the week I say, you know, spend that week just looking for every opportunity to be kind. And when somebody's kind to you, soak that in and like, enjoy it and thank that person and pay it forward. It's so cool. Thank you so much, Brooke, for being here and for sharing your, um, passion for kindness and, um, 
I just really appreciate like all of the things that um, you have done and you've been through um, to get you to where you are today so that you could be this light in the world. I have a lot of gratitude for you. So thanks so much for coming and sharing that with our students and all of the things that you do in your world that create kindness. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Angie, for having me. I'm really happy to talk to you. It was great. Okay, awesome. Well, um, so we're going to share more about random acts of kindness and um, the week coming up and ways that you can participate. And um, I'll also get on our Instagram door um, TED Talk so that people can um, connect with that and get more inspiration. Awesome. Thank so you thank so you. much. Have such a good day. Blessings. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay, good people. Next week is Random Acts of Kindness Week. So the 13th through the 19th, um, make it a point to be extra kind to yourself and to other people. And next week, we're also going to have Dr. Karen Beal talking with us about sexuality and consent or sexual agency and Gottman's theories of relationships in honor of Valentine's Day. So until then, be well and be kind. <laughs>